Father, this day we come before you, Lord, and we come in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray tonight for each and every one that's here in this place. I would pray, God, that you would lift and guide and direct each of us through the needs and the burdens that we have. Every one of us, God, in this place, whether or not we've heard from a doctor any reports or whether or not, God, we're walking thinking things are okay. Lord, we need you to have hold and have your hands upon us. Every step we take and every breath we breathe, God, we are trusting in you, God, for the healing. I thank you, Lord, for this precious woman beside me and her faith. I thank you, Lord, for the faith and the healing hand of God that is upon her this day and each day in her life. I pray, God, you would continue to bless her, continue to use the doctors, the nurses, the medicines, whatever is needed, Father, to touch and heal her body. And I ask it in Jesus' name. I pray from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord God, that you would just pour out a mighty healing hand. And God, may she just know and may she claim, God, in knowing, Father, that regardless, God, of what a doctor speaks, or regardless, God, what a doctor may say, or regardless, God, whether or not they say their medicines are adequate, I know and she knows and we together in Jesus' name bind on earth what shall be bound in heaven, the Word of God teaches. And we ask it in Jesus' name. I pray for all the other needs that have been mentioned here, God. I pray you would touch those others we know of that today as well have heard other reports from doctors, God. Lord, we know one thing that a doctor is always, Father, in a man of knowledge or a woman of knowledge. But God, we know this. We serve a righteous God. We serve the great physician. His name is Jesus Christ. And God, we call upon you tonight to just work in a mighty, in a profound way, the Lord, that only you can and we ask that father in jesus name i pray for those that are sick and those that are shut in those that are well father tonight as well may they lift up and they undergirth each other god as we look to our left and to our right tonight in this service lord we love you and we thank you for loving us first thank you for blessing us lord leading us and guiding us and directing us through this pathway each day we call life so father you may be praised and glorified is my deepest prayer for I ask it all and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. As I was praying over the message tonight and this morning mighty early and as well the last few weeks, I said, God, I speak to a lot of people. Lord, I hear from a lot of people each week. And Lord, I meet some wonderful people. And Lord, to some of the people that I meet, I may never see again. Because our paths don't always cross the second time, do they? And Lord, I know of others that I've known and meet and see every week. And I have for many years. And God, I thank you for those as well, those acquaintances and those friends, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for my precious wife and my precious daughter and all my relatives and family and friends, Lord. But Lord, I I know this. I'm thankful, God, that I know you and that you know me, Father. And Lord, I'm thankful one day, and it won't be long, I believe, We're going to know, Lord, that you're going to return for us as your people and as your children. And, you know, as I prayed that prayer and I asked God to give me the message and allow me to have the liberty to share his truth and his word tonight with you as God's people, the Lord put on my heart something very strong out of the gospel of Mark. comes out of Mark chapter 13. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I'd ask you to turn there with me. Mark chapter 13. I'll be sharing with you tonight out of the King James Bible, and I'll begin in verse 32. Mark 13, verse 32, if you have your Bibles. These are the words of Christ. 
But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taken a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Verse 36, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And verse 37, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. May God today bless the reading of His Word. Just a few verses. Uh, if we counted them up, six. Very short verses, but very profound verses that Mark gives us in this Gospel. If we go back and look at verse 32, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. You know, I have been in some conversations before with some very well-known ministers of the gospel that I'd heard for years on the radio and, and had an opportunity to write a couple of them. And, and I would hear sometimes when they're preaching, I would hear some of them mention the fact that one day when Jesus decides He's going to return for us, you see, uh, Jesus, beloved, is not going to decide He's going to return for us. His Father will give Him the commandment to come and return and go get your children, son. You see, that's at the beckoning call of the Father, Father God in heaven, the holy righteous God that we serve. He says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. You see, Jesus right now sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven, the angels all about heaven, beloved, right now, all the thousands of years that they've been there with God, they know not the hour. They know not the time. They know not even the day. No more than you and I would right now. And you know, some men and some women that believe, they're scholars, sometimes it seems like it's on a rotational pattern of every four or five years, somebody will come out with a prediction and a book and say, the Lord's going to return on this and such date, or this and such year, or this and such month. And you know, every time I hear that, uh, the first thing I think about is surely that man or that woman does not read their Bible. And you know, it's pretty sad to hear that. And it's pretty sad as well to make a call of understanding like that against someone. But beloved, did I not just read, did the Bible just not tell us out of the Gospel of Mark that no man knoweth the hour? Would you agree? So surely, surely we can't believe when we hear that. But you know what I do know? I do know all the things according to the book of the Revelation that has been penned by John on the Isle of Patmos, all these things have come to fruition and the Lord Jesus Christ waits only for His Father to tell Him to come get your children. You see, there's nothing holding Him back. I've heard people say many times, well, we're waiting for the exact timing of the Antichrist. Uh, you and I, beloved, don't know if the Antichrist isn't already here. Uh, we don't know who that is. We just know He's a man of fruition. He's a man that comes forth and he will rule as in the likeness of light as he's going to mimic God in a lot of ways. But we know that he's Satan and he'll be Satan robed in flesh is what the Antichrist will be. 
just as Jesus Christ in flesh is the Son of the Most High God. Amen? So many times I think we look and we wonder, well, Lord, you give us a good brain. Lord, we've taken and, and we've been able to, to through shooting uh, rockets and, and going to the moon, Lord, and we've landed spacecrafts on almost half the planets in our solar system. Lord, we've got uh, um, robots and machines right now on the surface of Mars. Lord, we have tons of equipment right now sitting on the surface of the moon, our own moon orbiting this earth earth. Lord, we've got all this debris in the atmosphere, in the skies, and in the heavens because they're debris from rocket launches and other things. Lord, we have all this knowledge and we have all these rocket scientists and all these very smart mathematicians. Surely God gives somebody the understanding of knowing when He'll come forth and call us home. But you know, what I just said is still true. You can hear what you want to hear. You can believe what you want to believe, beloved. But the Word here says that no man, no, not even the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father knows the hour. You see, every one of us, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the things that we hear and the things that we see and the things that we read, isn't it? I know uh, a lady, it wasn't too many years ago, she, she seemed to be getting infatuated with angels. And it wasn't uh, wasn't angels of the Lord as in the Holy Spirit. Uh, these were these were the type of angels where if she uh, if she saw a bird, she said, "Well, that was an angel." Or if that, she saw a flower and it was a beautiful, different flower, that was an angel. And and you know, I, I'm not condemning her, but I want you to know one thing. Um, you know, I remember Michael. He was the archangel. Amen. And you know, he, he visited several times and, and he come forth many times from the portals of heaven to, to come forth and do the work and the will of God. But there's one thing we gotta remember, uh, even the angels don't know this day and this hour. And you see, that's why the Word of God teaches us, that's why Mark penned this document in these verses for us to make sure that we watch. That we watch and wait. You see, if we watch and wait for things that we know are important, do you know what it does in us? It develops patience, doesn't it? And it develops a patience in a way that's a godly patience. And you know, I don't know about you, but I really need godly patience. You know, sometimes sitting at a stoplight waiting for the light to change. You know, sometimes I pray, God, give me some patience. Uh, this light has been here long enough. It's been red too long, Lord. Turn it green. Let's move. I got things to go. I got places to be at. Lord, let us get going. I think to myself in my head. But you know what we got to stop and think about every day is every breath that you breathe and every step you take in life and every beat of your heart and mind, beloved. They are all gifts timed by the hand of God. Amen. Every one of them are. And you know what? I don't want to rush up anything God has for me, do you? I tell many people that I speak with, they always tell me, I'm just ready to go on because I've lived my life and I've done these wonderful things and, and I've seen the world and I've traveled around the world and I hear all these wonderful things many of these husbands and wives have said to me over the years. And you know, I'm thankful that you've had that opportunity. I'm thankful that you've had that blessing. I don't want to burst your bubble tonight, but I want you to know if you're still here tonight, God still has a reason and a purpose for you staying. And you need to keep in mind that you need and never will be too old to serve God. Amen? And you'll never be too old to do something to bless and lift up the name of Jesus Christ. 
So don't sit there and worry about how old I am or how old she is or how old he is or how old you're going to be on your next birthday. You're never too old to serve God. And we need to always be willing to serve Him, even if it's nothing but raising a hand up when somebody walks by with a smile on their face. We need to serve God in any way, beloved, we can serve Him. You know, sometimes that's writing a little note on a card and mailing it out. Just a few words to encourage and brighten and lift up someone's day. Sometimes it's somebody walking by and holding out a door or something for somebody that maybe is walking through with a wheelchair or a walker or a cane or something. Or maybe somebody that has their arms full of some food or something. Uh, I know a, a day or so ago, my wife and myself, we were at lunch and, uh, and a lady come in and, and she ha- had one baby up under her right arm and and she had two little small children trailing behind her, and she had all the stuff that goes with keeping up the little baby. And she was there in line there at the cafeteria waiting to buy a meal, getting ready to carry a tray in her hand. And my precious wife Donna said, can I please carry that for you? But uh, I think someone at the restaurant did that for her. But you know what? I'm thankful my precious wife asking. But it doesn't take much, beloved. It doesn't take much to bless the name of Jesus Christ. But we always have to make sure what we lift up and what we bless God with is not anything that we take ownership of. Amen? I think one of the greatest ways that we can have our blessings stolen from us is not by a thief, but because of our pride. Amen? If you want to lose the blessings and the gifts and the things that God has in store for you in heaven, you go ahead and take hold of it right here while you're on earth because it will get stripped from you before you ever enter the portals of heaven. Because the Bible clearly tells us that there is no righteousness. There is no righteousness except that which is common to man. You see, for God is our righteousness, beloved. We don't produce righteousness. We have no ability to have possession and ownership of any righteousness. Righteousness is of the Lord. It doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from anything that someone can give us. We have to ask the Lord for righteousness. Righteousness is only from God. He says in verse 33, Take ye heed, watch, and pray. Let me stop right there. Take ye heed, watch, and pray. Now, I think we've been talking about prayer pretty heavy tonight, haven't we? We've had many prayer needs, very important prayer needs given tonight in this service and before the service. We need to always be in a spirit of prayer. The Bible says, pray without ceasing, it says. Does that mean we need to always stay on our knees? Well, if you can, do it. But what that really means is we always need to be in a heart and a mind spirit of prayer. There's never a good time. And there's never a bad time to pray. It's always a great time to pray. Amen? Every moment's a great time to pray. You see, prayer in its simplest form, beloved, is our way to commune with God. And I don't know about you, but it's something in life that I really love greater than anything else that I've ever had in my life. And that's knowing that I can talk to my Father in heaven. And you know what? Some people that don't pray, they miss a great opportunity to talk to God. You know how I talk to God? Just like I talk to you. Father, good morning is how I begin this morning. God, it's me. And I can almost hear God laugh. Yeah, I know it, Billy. It's still you. And I I can almost smile back and see a smile on His face. And say, God, 
I'm just as broken right now as I ever been. And Father God, help me in this day. And you know what? God does a wonderful thing. He doesn't say a word, but He puts His arms around me. And I know, and I know that I know that I know that everything today is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, I didn't say it was going to be a good day. I didn't say it was going to be a day where everywhere I go and everything I touch turns to a pot of gold. I didn't say that clouds were going to disappear from the sky and the sky was become a, a deep purpley blue and and there would be no rain. I didn't say there wouldn't be no wind or bad weather. I didn't say I wouldn't have problems at work or problems anywhere else. And I didn't say I wouldn't be at the hospital and sick or, or maybe even worse than that. You see, I didn't say for that. What I prayed for was, God, I want You to be with me today. Lord God, walk with me. See, beloved, God gives us a promise. He'll never leave us and He'll never forsake us. Now, you know, I don't know what you can pray for, but I don't know of anything more important to receive from God than to know God hears our prayer and knowing that God is going to be with me today and each day as I pray. Each day and every step I take, every walk, every little thing I do, I have the knowledge of knowing, according to the Word of God, that God is going to be with me. And you, what greater blessing could we have? You know, we could pray and we could pray all day long, beloved, but I'll tell you what, if I know God's here with me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take hold of His hand. And I'm going to say, God... God, this is where I want you to be. Lord, this is where you promised me you would be. And you know what He does? He shows me He's with me. You know what happens many times in our life? Many times in our life, we stop and we look around and we wonder, well, Lord, what can I do to make this day be a little bit better for someone else? Well, let me tell you this. If you want this day to be a little bit better for someone else, you just tell them a little bit about Jesus. Amen? Because you see, if they know a little bit about Jesus and know Jesus is walking with them, beloved, there is nothing you can give them if you gave them every penny you had in the bank that would ever bring them any satisfaction as it would knowing that Jesus the Christ is right there with them. There is no greater blessing. There is no greater gift than to know that the Lord God is here with us. Thank you for that. Verse 34, For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey. Amen. Who left his house, we speaking of heaven here, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, being the angels, beloved, and to every man his work, that's you and I, servants of the Most High God, and commanded the porter to watch. Praise God. You see, when Jesus leaves forth from the right hand of the Father in heaven, when He comes forth at the command of His Father to come and receive us as His bride, beloved, He won't be gone long. The Bible speaks of a twinkle of an eye. Amen? And you know what? I don't know how fast that is. I've heard some people try to measure that and some different people say different things of how quick it is. But you know what? If I see Him coming and I take hold of His hand... At that point, I'm concerned he can take his time with me. <laughs> you mean he can just take his time with me? I won't be in no hurry once I know he's with me. Amen. 
I won't be in no hurry to get to heaven knowing the Lord Jesus Christ is walking with me, not knowing I've caught up in the air with Him as the Word of God teaches us. But what reason do I have to get in a rush then? I'm heading home. How about you? I'm halfway there. I'm on the way, praise God. And you know what? Tonight, if we really accepted the blessings and the gifts and the love that God has for us, we would already know that you and I, beloved, no matter what's going on in our life today, yesterday, or tomorrow, we're all already halfway home if we'll trust God for the truth. But we have to trust Him. We have to live our lives in full compliance and full understanding, living in and under His Word and trusting Him by faith in His truth. We have to. Verse 36, it says, Lest coming suddenly He find you sleeping. And you know, I seen and heard a message similar to this before preached and I heard the pastor after the service say, you know, I left that little verse out because I didn't really know how I would fit it in. Well, let me tell you how it fits in there. I'm not afraid to preach it. Let me tell you what it says. It says, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. You know what he's speaking of? He's speaking of us as a slothful ones. Do you know what slothful is? Slothful is the one that walks around and becomes lazy when it comes time to serve God. Slothful is that man or that woman that goes all day long to the department stores and goes all day long in their jobs and goes all day long around their house planting flowers or whatever they're doing. They go all day long with full power and without any holdback or apprehension. But yet when it comes time to serve God, they seem to become lazy. Amen. You see, that's what that word speaks of and that's what that one verse declares. It's talking about here, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Beloved, I don't know about you, But He's not going to find me sleeping if I still have breath in me. You know, I've heard before and I've said it before and I'll share it with you again tonight if you hadn't heard it in a few decades. You don't hear it spoken much anymore. You know what? I'd rather die out than rust out. If I can't serve God with my whole heart, if I can't serve God in doing what I do each day in prayer and supplication, you know what? I don't understand there's any reason to live. I want to continue to do what God's called me to do. But you know what? Every day becomes a greater struggle than even the day just before. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you the truth as I see it. I'm surely a realist. I'm surely looking at things and not with rose-colored glasses. And beloved, I'm looking at things according to what this precious book has in it. Amen. And where we need to be in our lives. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. That verse 37, I'll close with this. And it says, And what I say unto you, Jesus says, I say unto all, Watch. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, Watch. 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 I think I might need to add this. Bear with me, if you will, as I wait to understand a little bit more of the Holy Spirit in this. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Beloved, if every one of us in this room tonight were to go back to our rooms and to our homes, and when you go to open your door, you find a note on your door. 
And we take that note off the door because it would have your name on it, would have my name on it. And I would take that envelope and I'd quickly open it up because you always want to see what somebody's put there, right? And as you look in that envelope, you pull out a white sheet of paper. And on that white sheet of paper it said, Billy, put your name there. Billy, I will come back in one hour for your soul. John, I will come back in one hour for your soul. Jim, Mary, put your name there. I will return in one hour for your soul. I want to ask you this question, and I close. Would your day change? Would your day be changed? You see, you've gone through the whole day, and some of you have gone, and us have gone through our whole lives knowing Christ, but yet we kind of just take it day at a time, kind of take it in stride, if you know what I mean. You know, oh Lord, I, I know I didn't witness to Mary Beth today, but Lord, I, I, maybe I can try tomorrow. It sound a little lazy to you? It does to me. You see, I didn't see any lazy in Jesus Christ as He was drugged to that cross. And He carried that cross up that hill called Calvary. I didn't see no lazy in Jesus Christ as God placed upon Him the sin debt of all of this world. And that included you and me and all of us. There wasn't no lazy in that. Bible says he uttered not a sound. You see, because he had accepted the cup the Father had given him. I think we need to begin taking full inventory of the cup that God has given us. And what I mean by the cup is the gift of eternal life that God has placed in our hearts. What do we do with that cup? Is it a cup we just walk around and, and we just show everybody? I want you to see what's in my cup. Look what God's done for me. Look how God has blessed me. I may walk around and show it to everybody. Or some of you maybe that are real talented, maybe can put it on top of your head. And say, I want you all to watch me carry around my cup of salvation. I won't spill a drop. And there's some of you that walk around, and these are the ones I'm speaking with right now at this time. That some of you will never take your cup out where anyone can see it. You see, because that cup to you means shame. And that cup to you means something that you're going to leave home in a drawer somewhere. That cup means something you're going to leave in your automobile. That cup means something that you don't want everybody to see who you belong to. Who you belong to. You know what? The day that Jesus Christ, beloved, saved your soul and mine from a devil's hell... And forgave us of all of our sins. I began to belong to Him. I didn't belong to the world. I didn't even belong to my wife. I didn't belong to my friends. I completely at that moment belonged to God. And you know, we can walk through our life every day. And we can think about all the great things that we have seen God do. But I want you to know, if you're not thankful, 
if you don't have a heart of praise and thanksgiving for the great gift of that cup of salvation that God has allotted unto you and me, beloved, as His children, the price that was paid on a cross on the hill called Calvary through His shed blood, if that is not what you see today as the greatest gift that God could ever provide you or me, that I want you to know tonight, Today, you need to be on your knees. You need to be asking God to show you where He fits into your life. Amen. Because you see, today, the Bible says, is a day of salvation. And you know what? No man knoweth the hour, the time, or the day of the return. The Bible says, watch. Watch. So are you watching tonight? Are you trusting every day for the return of God? You know, I've heard since I was a young boy, and that's been many decades ago, I've heard preachers preach from the pulpit, you better be ready because the Lord Jesus Christ, He could come today. And you know, I've seen 50-some years go by, and I hadn't seen the Lord return yet. But you know what I found out when I was seven, almost eight years old? I found out the Lord that day came for my soul as a seven-year-old boy down at the coast. Amen? And one day, one day, He also came for every one of your souls in here if you've been redeemed. And you know what? That might not mean nothing to somebody else that don't know you. But I know one thing. The day that the Lord Jesus Christ saved my soul from hell, that means everything to me in my life. And my name is Billy Allen. And I'm a servant of the Most High God. And I praise my God tonight. I thank Him for what He does. I thank Him for how He continues to bless us and how He continues to lead and guide us. I thank God tonight for every one of you, beloved. I thank God for the commitment of faith that God has placed upon your heart and mine tonight. We need to be watching. We need to be waiting. And we need to keep our wicks trimmed. To be sure that when that eastern sky splits... And we hear the trump of God sound that you and I will be ready. That you and I will be ready. Bow your heads with me. Father God, I'm thankful for the privilege. I'm thankful, God, for the liberty you blessed us with. But God, I'm thankful most of all, Father, tonight that you are my Lord and Savior. I would ask you, Father God, if it be your will, that you would touch and bless and meet the needs of each one here, your people. I thank you, God, tonight for touching us. I thank you, God, tonight for exalting your name, I pray. I pray, God, tonight that you would just allow and, Father, just receive our praise tonight for the blessings of the Holy Spirit. But, God, what I thank you for most of all, I thank you for loving me first, God. I thank you for loving me so, God, I could be loved. I thank You, God, for forgiving me when I was unforgivable. God, I thank You for healing me when I was unhealable. God, I thank You tonight for touching and blessing and guiding me, God, when I was not even able to walk. I would thank You, God, tonight to receive all praise and all glory because, God, tonight You so righteously alone deserve it. God, bless, lead, and guide each one tonight, tonight in this place. Oh, Father God, if there be any lost, any of those that don't understand anything about this message tonight, those that are maybe wandering and lost in a sin-cursed in this darkened world that we live in, 
God, I would pray you convict their soul before it's eternally too late. Draw them unto you, God, with the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. And Father God, may you be praised and glorified through it. And Father God, those that are in this room tonight, Lord, that know they're redeemed, that are waiting and watching for your return, Father, tonight. May we watch and we know that, Father, one day we shall be called up in the air with him. And I thank you, God, tonight for that knowledge and that understanding that your word gives us the declaration of. Father, we thank you. And God, we praise you for who you are, the great I am. I ask and I pray in the name above all names. I ask, Father, tonight and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.